You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for on the go. You ever seen that show, I Survived? Mm-hmm. People are like lost in the wilderness. What's the one thing that they want so desperately when I finally get rescued? To go home. <laughs> Yes, but they need what? Water, water, give me a drink. Because they've been like abandoned or stranded or whatever. Right? <laughs> I'm just going to leave you right here. Yeah, stranded. That's, that's a bad day. It is. Someone <laughs> took you out to the desert and left you. Um, I'm sure that did happen in some of the stories, but sure. most people wander off the trail, get lost, and then they're stuck in the Amazon forest or in a um, desert and they're trying to make their way home and they need water and they're out of water. And some of them end up drinking water from the lake because they, they're so thirsty and then they get sick because they crave it so bad. So, have you, ever, you know, you ever been to a point to where you're just so like dehydrated, you just want mm-hmm. water. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the person that gives it to you is like. Giving you life. Like giving you life. Yeah. So. We were talking about that and just how we should be what? How we should be refreshing. Yeah. Just how we should be refreshing people instead of dehydrating people. Um, A lot of times we go about life and, you know, we just live day to day. But do we really think about if we're draining people or are we replenishing and refreshing their spirit? Yeah, nobody wants to be that guy or that lady that's a drain on somebody. Uh, a leech. <laughs> like, oh man, that person's here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dehydrating does not carry with it uh, a sense of life and mm. refreshing and all that. You know, I mean, look at those little apples—the dehydrated apples that you like chips that you right. can get—and it's like they're all wrinkly and dried up and like one-fifth the size of what they should be and it's like what is right. this but it's an apple it has the nu- the nutrients there but none yeah. of the goodness none of the life none yeah. of the juice we've had some really hot days and you've been outside working where you're just like hot as can be and soaked with sweat and you know, I can imagine if I walked out with a pack of crackers and I'm like, here, <laughs> crackers <laughs> to make you feel better. What's it going to do? I mean, yeah, it's when- going to dry your mouth out even worse than what it already was. But if I brought you ice cold water. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. So that's what we got to be. That's what we've got to be. I was reading earlier today in First Corinthians and there are a couple names in here that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Um, I am glad for the coming of these fellows. For that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge ye them as such. <laughs> I just noticed that he said about what was lacking on your part, they provided. So they were a refreshment. But the Corinthians, uh, they were the dehydrated people. <laughs> they were Lacking not. And Paul just kind of slips that in there like, hey, you know, you didn't help us out fully. But these guys, they, yeah. they were a refreshment. Um, they supplied what you lacked. 
Yeah, I think it's really interesting that he did put that in there, made it a point to say, yes, they were the refreshing spirit. They were fulfilling what you guys weren't doing. Yeah. So we, uh, I, I definitely don't want to be a drain to somebody. Um, I want to be a giver of life. And that's the life is in the, the gospel message that we share. It's Christ living in us and through us mm-hmm. that when someone encounters you, they're encountering uh, the image of Christ. Yeah. That we be conformed to his image and reflect his love, his life. Um, so the other side of that is being dry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which Paul had also said. Uh, it's Titus being refreshed. It says, for this reason, we have been comforted. And besides our comfort, we rejoiced even much more for the joy of Titus because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. For if in anything I've boasted to him about you, I was not put to shame. But as we spoke all things to you in truth, so also our boasting before Titus proved to be the truth. His affection abounds all the more towards you as he remembers the obedience of you all and how you received him with fear and trembling. I rejoice in everything I have confidence in you. Cool. So what it's saying there, the first time around, he was kind of chastising them a little bit saying, hey, you know, you didn't supply everything, but these guys were a refreshment to us. Mm-hmm. And then when he's telling about Titus, this time he's almost uh, commending them in a way that they refreshed Titus because Titus was encouraged by their obedience, the fact that they repented and right. and they heard the message that, that he delivered and they he saw repentance. And that encouraged Titus. And I mean, I can I can relate how refreshing it can be, like when you meet another brother and sister in Christ, and you know, you're just talking to them, and and you're both talking about God, and you hit it off, and it's like you walk away, especially you know if you get a chance to pray with each other and stuff, and you walk away invigorated. Absolutely. Even I mean, I know anytime I start talking about Jesus or the Bible, whatever, with somebody and sharing stuff or encouraging them. Um, Yeah, it's just invigorating. You walk away just excited of like, that was great. You know, this person I totally didn't know before. And um, what brings us all together is Christ. Absolutely. So then who's somebody who's a dry guy? I guess in the Bible, since we're using examples. The dry guy? Definitely the Pharisees. Oh, yeah. prunes. They are. They are dried up, shriveled prunes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. Jesus was doing his thing and doing mighty works of God. And the Pharisees just kept coming back all negative Nelly on them. Like, you can't do that on the Sabbath. That's not good. Why don't they wash their hands? And <laughs> Is that how they talk? <laughs> I think, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the water. I think they talked slower, too. Oh, um, yeah. Maybe. Like, well, <laughs> anyways, they they were just always, I don't want to say challenging or doubtful because, you know, we should test every spirit, but they did. They were in their box. They didn't mm. want to embrace Jesus. Um, they really were opposed 
to everything that he did because he did not check all of their boxes to be the Messiah. Yeah, that's true. When you look at the difference between the disciples and the Pharisees, one cluster of them are completely invigorated and excited and really confused, honestly. But the disciples were thirsty. They were. They were. They and wanted to drink. Yeah, they were. And then the opposite side is you have the Pharisees who, yeah, they're stuck in a box and they're dry and they're, they don't want to know more. They don't care to know more. All they want to do is stop it. The funny thing is they didn't know they were dry. Mm. I think part of the reason why they're not thirsty is because they thought they had all the water in the world. That they didn't need a drink. That's true. And, you know, Jesus comes on the scene offering water and uh, they, they just don't get it. In fact, in John eight forty four, just before that, actually, I'll read. Um, Jesus says to them, ye do the deeds of your father. Then they, the Pharisees, said to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not." And he just goes on to say that, you know, they, they, they want to kill him and they're doing the works of the devil. Mm. And they were totally appalled by Jesus even mentioning that or thinking that. Yeah. Dried up old prunes. <laughs> um, we, it, it reminds me of the analogy you gave me when, uh, we were doing a sermon a couple of weeks back, and you said about the soil being dry. And when the soil is dry and rock hard, and you try to pour water on it to give it a drink, the water just beads up and rolls over it. Right. It can't receive it because it's actually so dry, it can't receive the water. And that's exactly what the Pharisees were. They were so dry, they couldn't receive the water. The living water. Yeah. And that's what you're saying, not to be. Don't be a dry Pharisee. Be a cup of ice cold water. Yeah, so don't be a dry guy. <laughs> do you need it? What do you want? Are you out of water? Do you need a drink? What do you want from me? <laughs>